Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we're talking about the art of getting things done. And we're on to move number 39. You want to quit your time-consuming bad habits. Quit your time-consuming bad habits. Now, this is a notable quotable that's coming in hot from a guy by the name of Naval Ravikant. Now, Looks like Naval to me. Uh, like. Well, Naval is the guy. He's the CEO and co-founder of Angel List. But... Oh. Um, I don't think that maybe um, everybody knows his background. Um, he started a company called ePinions, which went public as part of Shopping.com, and he made a lot of money. Then he became a venture capitalist, and he invested in Twitter, Uber, Stack Overflow, and a bunch of other companies. But one of the things he invested in is a lot of these social media companies. Now, work with me here. He invested in social media because he knew of the addictive nature of it, and there's a book called Hooked, H-O-O-K-E-D, that's a yellow cover that explains this. So he actually doesn't use social media very much, but he knows that it was a great investment because most people can't stop using it. Right. So I'm going to read you his notable quotable, and I want you as the Thrive Nation just to process the words he's saying because we're talking about move number 39 to get things done, the art of getting things done. You've got to quit your time-consuming bad habits. It doesn't mean you can't have good habits, you do, but bad habits. So he says... I don't think modern science has good answers here. I think that the modern world is actually really bad. The modern world is full of distractions. Things like Twitter and Facebook are not making you happy. They are, they are making you unhappy. I repeat, he says, they are making you unhappy. You are essentially playing a game that's created by the creators of those systems. And yes, it can be a useful game once in a blue moon. But you are engaging in dispute and resentment, comparison, jealousy, and anger about the things that, frankly, just don't matter. Boom. So I have listed out the things that um, are absolutely bad, time-wasting habits. And as I list those out, I just want the, the, the Thrive Nation, I want you to think about this. That this is, this, is, this is the stuff that a lot of people waste their time on. And I'll, I'll list them out, and, and maybe these relate to you. Maybe they know there's 10 of them. Is during the workday doing a lot of social media. Uh, Steve, talk to me about that. How I mean, because you you use social media for a marketing thing, but right. you see people that put their phone on and they just they keep it by their desk, and the entire day they cannot get off social media, and they can never focus. Walk me through this concept of of, of how can social media be a bad habit? Well, I use social media as a marketing tool, but I don't. I mean, I hate to say this if you're if you follow me on Facebook, because people will say, "Did you see that thing that I posted?" No, because I don't go on Facebook and like look at what people post. I mean, maybe that's selfish, but I, I frankly don't really care what you post. I mean, maybe at like 11 o'clock at night if I'm awake and I'm right. bored and I want to look at it, maybe you, I'll look at it. It's like the way, you watch, the way you'd watch TV. Yeah. But you're not like during the day, it's not like your number one obsession where you can't get anything done because you can't turn the phone off. You just cannot right. stop checking those notifications. I've had people that come work for me. They're like, I want to work for you because you're just so fun. And I'm like... Because you saw a 15-second clip on Facebook that literally took me 15 seconds to record, and the only thing that took me time is like is headlining it so that I would actually get business from it, and then I don't follow, I don't go through and look at other people's Facebook. I just post, and then like 
when I'm like literally not doing anything and I have like 10 minutes, I'm sitting in an Uber or my wife's driving and I'm like, you know, I'm not on the phone and I'm not yeah. doing something that's making money. I might go look at those notifications and make them go off on my phone and comment a couple things and say some nice things to people. But I'm not sitting on Facebook watching the feed of everything that everybody says. Now, bad habit number two that a lot of people, they spend huge amounts of time during their day wasting time on this is mental drifting. It's where you're not thinking about the task at hand. As an example, if you make cold calls for a living or sales calls, uh, Steve, you've heard this. When we, when we record the calls for your team mm-hmm. um, at Total Ending Concepts, we had an awesome meeting last week because everybody on your team who was on the phone was engaged while they were on the phone. Right. Like they sounded like they tr- like cared because they did. They were actually working hard. Right. And knowing their calls are being recorded has really helped tighten that up. But they sounded phenomenal. I mean, they right. sounded objectively. They sounded great. But mental drifting, I mean, we've all been in, uh, at a job where we've had the calls recorded, or at least you and I have, and we've listened to the calls, and some people sound like they're not even mentally present at all during the call. Right. Talk to me about mental drifting. Sometimes I think people don't realize that. We had somebody who's actually really good that does a really great job for us, but one of the things we kind of allowed this person to figure out on their own yeah. is that they were listening to music while making calls while making calls. So they had, they had earbuds in earbuds whenever, in their ear while on the phone with you. And then when someone would answer, they would hit mute. They said on their thing. Right. And so I'm like, well, do you think that's going to help you to be the most effective when you're on the phone? And in this person's case, they're like, no, I can see where that is. And right. then they got off of the headphones. Very coachable. And then now they're booking a lot more appointments because I don't think they realized that mentally they were drifting. Now, the third is alcohol. Uh, during the day, a lot of people, unfortunately, and if you need help, you need to seek professional help, I'm not judging you. But a lot of people, they, they do, they use alcohol during the work day as like a coping mechanism because they're upset about their boss, they're upset about they feel stressed, they have anxiety, and they run around their day drunk. And, and I, yep. I hate to say that, but I think it affects a lot more people than you know. And uh, the other day, it was funny, we had a, we had a client that came to the uh, office, they wanted to be a client. And they parked their car in such a crazy, crazy way. Like, And then they walked in, and they were just talking kind of in circles. And I knew that they were currently intoxicated. And I was like, do you need like to Uber home or something? He goes, yes. But like, there's people that they just... Wow. I mean, but he went yeah. to Los Cabos before coming to our office. You know, he went to Los Cabos right before his coaching meeting. And he had, I think, you know, probably hadn't eaten anything for breakfast or whatever, and just slammed a couple margaritas, and he just drives over. And I'm like, dude. And he just, I mean, straight up, I was like, do you want me to call an Uber? He's like, absolutely. You know. Nice. So, well, that, and I think even people that don't drink during the day, because for me, that was a thing that, like, my wind down at night yep. was I would drink Crown, and I was really good at it, you know? And so that's why, for me, um, to keep drifting and to be more focused, that's why I quit drinking almost a year and a half ago, because I just said, for me, it's not. Like, it's distracting from my work. Even though I was doing it at night, I wasn't drinking during the day, I was I was focused when I was at work, it was still killing my mornings, it was still, you know, I was fat and, and, and overweight. Kind of, and kind of the tie into that is drugs. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, drugs, yeah. I mean, no. Well, because it just, it, it's like the next thing. You know, it's just people, because I think some people will drink, and then they will use some type of stimulant or drug to, like, get them to work so that they can work. Right. And then it's just the cycle. Up, up and in. down, up and down, up and down. The ex is always chasing new girlfriends. I see single guys out there that just cannot oh, yeah. stop the chase, and they, they can't ever read a book. They can't ever study the the, work, the information for work. They can't ever uh, – to, to master anything, you have to put time into it. You know, So after right. work, I mean, you have to practice. If you're a mortgage guy and you want to be good at mortgages, when you go home, you want to study the laws. You want to read your script. You want to study the packages you offer. You want to know more about your business. You want to become a master of it. And some people, literally, as soon as work's done, 
they're chasing the new girlfriend. I have this problem at Total Ending Concepts with, I've had it for years, I have to admit, with our receptionist. Hmm. And I'm always chasing her. Her name's Sally. She lives in my house with oh, me. Oh, your wife. Wow. <laughs> so I have her at work. And so when I'm there, she's constantly like, get off of me, get off of me. But I do chase my girlfriend a little bit at work. And I'm but not- I think that's okay if you're married to her. And I'm not going to get too much into this, but look at inappropriate content during the workday. Uh, that's not a good thing, but in fact, people do it. They yeah. do it all the time during the workday. Now, yep. people are just obsessed with doing things that aren't related to their job during their workday. They love the perpetual distractions. It's, 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 it's unfortunate, but it's actually a normal thing in the workplace if you're not intentional about holding yourself and your teammates accountable. And I'll give you an example. There was a study that came out. It was published in Forbes that found that uh, back in 2013... 69% of respondents, there were 750 employees, and they monitored them, and they found that 69% of employees were wasting time during the workday. However, now, 2017, 89% of employees admit to wasting time during the workday. That means that if you if you're someone in your office is not wasting time, they are in that unique top 11%. And so here's what I would do. Um, for you, if you want to kill t- wasted time in your office, don't uh, kill the employees. That's a bad no, thing. no, yeah. Your death is always so final. It's it's controversial. Yeah, people. But there's other things you can do. There's certain states people. where people could kill themselves, but you can never kill your own employee. Right. Yet. Right. Okay. So here, here are the here, here's what I would do. Step number one, I would definitely put call recording into place into your office. I would record the calls. Steve, why is recording calls just so powerful if you have any business at all that requires inbound phone calls? Well, I'll give you an example. Or we outbound had, calls. Yeah, we had a um, we had a problem in our company a couple weeks ago where um, something was said or something was allegedly said, mm. and it was on a phone call. So I just pulled the call. Right. And it's interesting because you hear one person's side and you hear the other person's side, and then you actually hear what was said on the call, and you realize that, that both of them are kind of blowing it out of proportion and they just need to get over it. And it could have turned into this he this shed, thing, right? he shed, yeah. back and forth, hostilities. Next thing you know, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a war. Right. But on the same token, when my salespeople are making outbound calls and they're supposed to be following a script, um, first of all, they know their calls are being recorded. Yep. And they know their, their actual number of calls is being recorded. And so they're less likely to not work during the day because at the end of the day, if they only made 30 calls and they're supposed to make 130, Uh-oh. I'll know. And that will only happen like one day and then it'll be now, bad and they won't. Now, around. the next move you could do, and a lot of people do, and I encourage you to do, and if you're not doing it, you should do it. A move that most people do, some people do, you should do. But you got to do it. You got to actually do these things. If you don't do it, just learning it won't help you. You got to set up video recording in your office. It's so affordable now. Yeah. You've got to do it. If you went into Target, if you went into Target today and you did go into Target today, if you went to Target, if, sorry, if you went to Target today, put your hand up. Okay, so Target, Target, the classy place. You go into the big red, the big bullseye. You go in there to buy some avocados, right, or to get some to get a pen. I went there yesterday to buy some Harry's razors. Harry's, I go in there, and when you check out, guess what there is now? There's a camera where you can see yourself when you're checking out. Have you seen this yet, Steve? Huh? Did On the self checkout. When you check out, you see yourself on camera. And you know why they do that, Steve? Because they want you to know they're watching you. That's right. And it decreases theft. So you've got to have the calls recorded and the video recording. I'm passionate about this because somebody out there is getting killed. Somebody yep. out there, your, your business is just being uh, destroyed. There's a thing called the Nest. You can buy N-E-S-T. You can buy it at Lowe's. And if you're a contractor, 
You could demand that your team sets up a Nest camera on the job site before they begin working every day. Oh, there's somebody that does this, right? There's somebody who does this, and you're able to see whether the team is actually working or not. Now, the third move, the third move, if you have a company where your employees drive somewhere, put a GPS on their car. Put a GPS on the company-owned car to verify that they are, in fact, going to where they say they're going to go. Because if not, people are going to drift. They're going to do it. And this is so important that you help your team manage what's in their agenda. You know, John Maxwell, the best-selling author, uh, he's a former pastor who went on to become the best-selling author of 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. He once wrote, I believe that the secret of your success, the secret of your success, is determined by your daily agenda. If you make a few key decisions and then manage them well in your daily agenda, you will succeed. You will never change your life until you change something you do daily. Come on now, John Maxwell. That was hot. hot. That was hot. So hot. the next time-wasting activity, the next habit people spend their time wasting on during the workday is non-work-related email. Just make sure your employees are not allowed to be on their personal email during the workday. If, if you're saying, what, is that possible? Yes, when you work at Disney World, you're not allowed to bring your personal phone to work. You've got to put it in the locker. You've got to cut down on this. The next move, number eight. And I want to dwell on this before we go to the break. When we come back, I want to make sure we hammer this home. Over-spiritualizing, over-spiritualizing everything. We're in Tulsa, so this is a unique phenomenon to Tulsa. But in Tulsa, so many people over-spiritualize their success or failure. If they're not succeeding, they spiritualize it. Maybe, maybe God just doesn't want me to be successful. And if they are successful, then they over-spiritualize that. I want you to get to a place where you realize that there's a cause and effect, and you want to do what you can do in the natural, and then let God do what he's going to do for you in the supernatural. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm a business coach. Go to thrivetimeshow.com right now and download the Start Here book for free. Download the world's best business book for free at thrivetimeshow.com. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio Time show on your radio. And my encouragement for you today is don't give up. If you're not having the success that you want, don't feel like an idiot. Don't feel like you can't do it. Everybody listening to this show, God made you for a reason. And I sincerely believe that this is the day that the Lord has made, and you should be rejoiced. You should rejoice and be glad in it. It's profound that you're above the ground. It's profound, but you don't have to live as just a noun. You can be a verb. It's absurd to not be a verb. Think about that for a second, okay? Think about this. Work with me on my logic. It is profound that you are above the ground. You're not dead, right? Yep. But you can live as a verb and not a noun. A noun is a thing. You don't have to just sit there and say, this is just the way life is. You have the capacity to change. But if you're going to change, you've got to 
rearrange. You've got to move things around, okay? And so many of us are, are going, gosh, I'm just stuck in this job. I'm stuck in this marriage. What? I'm stuck in this relationship. What? I'm stuck. But you don't have to be stuck. You could make your marriage awesome. You could make your business great. You could do these things. But you've got to make sure that you understand the core principle. Your life is nothing but what you do during the day. So John Maxwell, who is a pastor and the best-selling author of 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, he says something that's super simple, but it's so true. And if you embrace it, it's profound. He says, I believe that the secret of your success is determined by your daily agenda. If you make a few key decisions and then manage them well into your daily schedule, you will succeed into, you see what he said? He said into, if you manage it in your schedule, you're, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. So as an example, if you're not happy with the amount of sales you're getting right now, you just would want to schedule into your schedule the number of sales calls you need to make to produce the results you want. Or if you're not happy with your search engine rank, you'd want to schedule into your schedule the search engine activities that you need to do, and you want to put it into your schedule, which require you, Steve, to say no to other things. It requires a trade-off. I mean, today, to record the radio show, you and I had to take things out of our schedule right. to be here. And certainly the notifications won't stop coming in, the, right. the, the text messages, the voicemails, but we had to take something out of our schedule to put something in our schedule. Yep. And I think a lot of people just, we want to have success, but we don't want to take anything out of our schedule. And this is the one where I think a lot of people in Tulsa get stuck. Over-spiritualizing everything. Yep. It's where you're saying that, well, the re and Steve, you've seen this before. You've gone to church with people who've said this to you. You've been in a home fellowship where somebody has said these words. They say, I'm just praying that God's going to give my husband a new job. Well, Steve, I don't recall having ever prayed for a job. Well, but you and could. I, and I, yeah, and you can, and I've heard that too. Like, I'm just praying that God will... You know, I think God gave you two hands and two feet and Come a brain yes. so that you could go use that to take care of your family. So people that sit around and are literally on a hope and a prayer, right. they're saying, but they won't do any action. And what's funny, and not really not funny, is I've had people have said that before, and I've offered them assistance yes. to get a job. Like, yes. well, let me introduce you to this person. I had a guy one time, he said he couldn't get a job. He's a doctor. He's an ER doctor. ER. And I'm like, well, let me help you. You know, like, do you have a resume? Can you, well, I don't have it digitally, but um, <clears throat> but I can give it to you. I have oh, it. So he's, he's ruffling around in his house, and he, he pulls this resume out. And I notice at the top, the last time I tried to get a hold of this guy, his phone number was disconnected. Oh. Guess what phone number was at the top of his resume? The one that doesn't work? The one that doesn't work. There's so like, many people that do that, though. And it's like, you're trying to get a job, and you're wondering why you can't get a job, and the whole reason you can't get a job is because you put a phone number on there that doesn't work. So let me brag on some Christian clients we have that are, are spiritual. They do believe that, that Jesus died for their sins, right? They are Christian people. They are people of faith, but yet they do the work. I'm going to brag on two people. I mean, there's so many I can think of, but I'm just going to brag on two. One is Coach Calvert at Score Basketball. Yeah. The great, guy loves the dude. Lord, loves his family, uh, believes that God has a plan for his life, attends church faithfully, but he knows that he has to work. He understands that Proverbs 10.4 reads, God blesses the diligent and punishes the slacker. It's hard to uh, reap a harvest when you don't sow seeds. Steve, you even have a tattoo now of Proverbs 10.4. Is that correct? 
Yeah. It's the only thing I allow on my body underneath my uh, website that's on my bicep is I put <laughs> Proverbs 10.4. Okay, so what happens is Coach Calvert has to call his leads. He gets leads every day that come into his website, but he actually has to call them, and he does call them. So he actually picks up the phone and makes the calls, and he calls those leads, and he calls them over and over. A lot of times he has to call the same lead that fills out the form on his website. If you go to scorebball.com, if you go to scorebball.com because you're looking to uh, teach your kids how to become better at the game of basketball, if you fill out a form, on average, he has to call those people seven to eight times before they answer the phone. Because most people don't answer the phone if they don't recognize the number. Then he what? has to text you, email you, call you, follow. Then he actually has to show up on time for basketball practice. And before you get there, he has to clean the floor. Right. And before he cleans the floor, he has to clean the bathroom. No, no, no. The bathrooms clean themselves. But there's a lot of people that do that. They won't do anything in the natural <laughs> right. at all. Yeah. spiritualizing everything. You know, Tip Top Canine is another company. Oh, yeah. These guys are in the process. By the way, if you're if you're looking for a six-figure job and you don't know how to do it, you should go to Tip Top Canine. Visit their website. They're now licensing, meaning you can have your own business for less than $10,000. They have a proven system, Steve, that produces over $20,000 a week of gross income. You can make a you, you can make profit it's about seven grand a week, six grand a week using their proven system. Wow. And all you got to do is it's a $10,000 licensing fee to license the business. And we have people, they, they, they just opened up two locations in Boise. They're opening up another one here, I believe, in Owasso. Uh, tip-top canine. I mean, if you're looking to make six figures a year and you really don't know what kind of business you would do, I would highly recommend that you'd reach out to Tip Top Canine. I mean, that's, a, that's an awesome, awesome business, an awesome system. But you know why the system works? Because they recognize, you know what? We believe in God. We know God has a plan for our lives. But we, in the natural, we don't know how to do certain things with our business. And so they decided to reach out to us. We've been, we've been a business coaching client for some time. And now because of their diligence in executing the proven path, they're now top in Google uh, because they offer their first uh, dog training lesson for a dollar because their lessons are actually good. Uh, Steve, because they actually do a good job, right. they now actually have people that, if you do a no-brainer and you allow someone to try your service for a dollar and it's actually good, people will sign up. So I'd encourage you to check out Tip Top Canine during the break. When we come back, we're talking more about the art of getting things done right here on the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Stay tuned. miss a broadcast by signing up for the Thrive Time Show podcast. You don't want to be high like me. Never really know a ride like me. You don't ever want to step off that roller coaster and be all alone. And you don't want to ride the bus like this. Never know who to trust like this. You don't want to be stuck up on that stage singing. Stuck up on that stage singing, oh. 
right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And this is, uh, we're talking today about the art of getting things done. And specifically, we're, fo- we're focusing on move. This is, the, this is move number 39, which is quit those time-consuming bad habits. Um, everybody, myself included, you, we all have a bad habit that we could, we could do if we, if we let ourselves go there. And for me, um, of, of these 10 most common bad habits, mine would be mental drifting. It's really easy for me to be physically present with people, but to not be mentally present. Right. It's very easy for me because I'm a dreamer guy. I love to read. I love to think many moves ahead. I'm a planner. And it's easy for me to be with someone physically, but not mentally be there. And so what we want to do is we want to help you um, buy, uh, fight through whatever bad habit you have that's kind of, you know, beating you up a little bit. The one that's taking your joy, taking your success. And, uh, you know, this move number eight was over-spiritualizing everything. Now, the, the most common uh, bad habit number nine is engaging in lingering arguments. Steve, I want you to help the Thrive Nation. And maybe you help yourself by helping the Thrive Nation. But you're a guy who you're, you're smart. And you have had a lot of clients, friends, family, people you've worked with over the years. And because you live in a nice home, you know, you live in the Greystone home and you drive a Lamborghini and you, you know, you had a lot of success and a lot of things. People will come to you and will ask you for help. They'll say, right. could you help me become successful? Right. And you want to help them. Yep. So you'll tell them what to do. And they'll say, oh, but yeah, so this is what to do. And they say, yeah, they go, well, what do you do? And you tell them, this is what I did to become successful. And they go, so this is what you did? Yep. So this is what I should do? Yep. I don't want to, though. I I think you're wrong. And they'll just argue with you. Right. Even though they make, you know, a fifth of the income you make, and they're not happy with their job, and they're not happy with their income, they're not happy with their business, they're going to sit there and argue with you about your ethics, the means, the ways, how you do it, the strategy. Right. And I think as a younger guy, you probably would have just argued with people round and round and round until you got to be right. Right. But I think in your career now, you kind of just move on. Yeah. Help the person out there who's literally, they come home from work and they spend their entire evening just lingering, arguing over the same thing over and over. Or somebody who does that during the work day. You yeah. know, during the work day, they just argue all the time. It's just not worth it. I mean, I just say, like, engaging with, this is harsh, but engaging with stupid people. Because here's the deal. You can be right and you can be righteous all the time and it doesn't really matter because you're not going to convince somebody Mm. if they've already decided that this is how things are. You're not going to convince them. So the best you can do is offer your assistance, give them your advice, and then be prepared for 99.999% of the time for them not to take it. Right. And so what I've done, and if this has happened to you, then now you'll know what happened. When people come to me and they say, I want to help with my business, I give them a book. It's like my gift to them. I give them this book called The E-Myth Revisited because it's a great book by Michael Gerber. We've talked about it before. Yeah, it's a great book. And I say, I'll tell you what, I will help you. I won't charge you for it. I won't do anything. I'll help you with your business. Read this book. Read this book. And then I never hear from him again. It's Why? My, it's my get rid of people book because most people won't even read a book. They won't read a book. They want their business to do well or they want to be successful. They want to do something, but they won't even read a book. So then like, they'll never ask me again. It's amazing. <laughs> because they're like, I asked him that one time and he said to read that book and I didn't read that book. I'm a bad person. Now, another thing that keeps people from getting stuff done, this bad habit, is emotionally lamenting over everything, which means that like something bad happened, like you didn't get the deal. And Steve, you see this, people that are very successful in sales, they get over the rejection real fast. Right. Their yeah. process is, why didn't I get the deal? Step one, why did I Why did I not get the deal? That's the, they, they, I mean, this is, this is how successful salespeople think. Why did I not get the deal? One, 
Two, what can I do better for future reference? Right. Three, who should I call next? Right. They just move on. Now, unsuccessful people sit there for like hours saying, yep. well, I just don't understand why I thought I was I had a guy that deal. worked for me that did that. He oh. would always, listen, he got so mad one time that this client called us to talk to him about a mortgage and he worked like on this thing and then they went to a different lender. Yeah. That he went onto our server. Onto your server. And he deleted. What? All of their info that they had sent us. Come on. Because he was mad. Because he was so mad. upset. And he just would just stew. Deleted. He would just stew on it because he's like, Dust, they wasted my time and I talked to him. They wasted my time. And he, and he I'm would not mess him up for, for I'm yeah. not going to stand for it. I'm going to delete a server and I'm going to just, I'm going to get a hat that says I hate them and I'm going to just talk yeah. about it all the time. And ah, what's funny is they didn't care. They just got their mortgage with someone else. He was the one over there upset for literally days. Craig, why? Days have, about it. Craig, why haven't you taken a shower in a month? I'm going to teach them. I'm going to not take a shower for a month and I'm going to run around being irritated all the time. And ah. I mean, you got to move on. Yeah. It's, it's tough, though. Some people don't want to move on. So they want to just hang out there, and, and it's bad. Now, move number 40. Move number 40. you got to quit interviewing candidates one person at a time. This is huge. So many people uh, want to interview people one at a time. And when you do that, you're wasting your time because, let's be honest, if 10 candidates apply for your job and they say they're going to be there for the interview, of those 10, what percentage, I'm just asking you Thrive Nation rhetorically, what percentage do you speculate actually show up on time, regardless of industry or income? Like dentists, if you have an interview with 10 dentists, how many of the dentists who are applying for the job would show up on time? Well, I have, I, we've, we've done the hiring. We've done, we've been asked to do the hiring, take care of the hiring process, uh, the process, as the Canadians call it, for uh, uh, medical businesses, for optometry clinics, mortgage for companies. mortgage companies, for contractors. And I would tell you, on average, about half of the people that said they're going to be there for the interview can even figure out how to be on time. Or find your location. Right. They, they can't find it. They can't get there on time. And by the way, that habit won't change. That, that, that thing won't happen. That's just a sign of what's to come. That's the tip yeah. of the iceberg with Mr. Lates. If you interviewed at the BOK Center. Right. Which is not a hard place to find. Right. There would be people that would say, where is, where it? is it again? And again, these are the, these are the same people who use their phone every day to find uh, Payway, or to find Chip, right. you know Chipotle. Right. But they they are they just can't find your office. But they'll say, "Hey, I'm at your office, Steve, at 101st." Where like, is okay, that? Okay. Well, the the interview said it was at the BOK Center. Oh, and, and that's what like, you meant by that. Oh, oh, oh and I'm I get like, it. well, here's the deal. You're probably not going to get the job. So half the candidates won't be there on time. Now, if the candidates that do get there on time, what percentage of, of candidates lie on their resume? Well, no matter what research you look at, you can look at the Inc. Magazine study, the Forbes study, you're going to find that about a third of the candidates are going to lie about the resume. Then 75 like not tell the truth? Yes. Oh. And then 75% of employees, according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, actually steal from the workplace repeatedly. And despite the fact that we were in a recession during 2010, guess what happened? Harvard did a study and found that more employees quit their jobs then we're fired at the peak of the recession. Right. The hardest time in American history to find a job outside of the Depression. People were still quitting at a faster rate than they were being fired. So what am I saying? The point is most people are not worth your time. Right. So you need to set up a group interview. When we come back, we're going to talk about the specific steps that you need to take to do a group interview. And I know I've said some controversial things right there. So go to thrivetimeshow.com and click on the podcast button and you can see all of these statistics that I'm throwing at you today because they're all cited and they're all real. It is the Thrive Time Business Coach Show on your radio. Do yourself a favor, subscribe to the podcast and never miss a broadcast.
we come back, we're breaking down the art of getting things done, specifically the art of implementing the group interview. How do you find good people? It's through the process called the group interview. Stay tuned. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Oh, they was never friendly. Now he's jumping out of Bentleys. Steve, can you relate to that? I mean, you now drive a Bentley. I mean, could you could you relate to that? Well, it's my secondary car. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I jump out of my Bentley. Nice. I'm friendly. Okay, so now, now Thrive, Thrive Nation, here's the deal. Today's show, the entire focus of today's show is teaching you the art of getting things done. Now, this next move, I, I see so many employers waste so much time on this because they don't embrace the idea of the group interview. We now live in a world where the average American employee is a train wreck, and you and I both do not have the free time in our schedule to sit down and to meet with every potential job candidate for a one-on-one interview, which is why I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the revolutionary group interview concept that we've developed. Think about these mind-blowing and soul-crushing statistics for a second, and then I'm going to give you the specific moves that you need to do to grow a successful business by using the group interview. So, fun fact. According to research conducted by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce in conjunction with, in conjunction with CBS News and the Money Watch program in the U.S. Chamber here, it says that the, the, they, they estimate, the U.S. Chamber estimates that 75% of employees steal from the workplace and most do so repeatedly. Do you remember when your parents taught you like, hey, you know, you should stick to something, you shouldn't just quit? Well, most of the people applying for the job were never taught that. So despite being in an economic recession at the time, in 2000, in July 7th of 2010, an article published by the Harvard Business Review reported that more employees quit their jobs than were terminated, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor. Do you remember when college was supposed to make you more intelligent and more hireable? Uh, that's not true anymore. According to USA Today, an article written by Mary Beth Markline, research shows that, that students spend 50% less time studying than they used to just two decades ago. Also, they found, check this out, this is a study. Remember when you weren't supposed to look at adult content during the website or during adult content during your workday? Remember when, like, that was the move? You're not supposed to look at adult content during your workday, or, or maybe even ever, but, but during your workday? Well, according to research that's out there, 70% of all online porn access occurs during the 9 to 5 workday. What are you talking about? Remember when common sense was common? Well, okay, a 2011 study that Newsweek did showed that only 29% of Americans could name our vice president. 29%. I love watching that when like Jimmy Fallon or whoever it does gets on and they walk around New York and they're like, do you know who Barack Obama is? Barack, like, Barack who? It seems like I recognize his name. <laughs> seems like it's a familiar like, idea. I don't really know. 56% of people, according to a Newsweek study, 56% of U.S. adults admit that they don't pay their bills on time. What? And in fact, the study that came by Inc. Magazine in June of 2007 showed that the average American employee wastes 1.7 hours of an 8.5-hour workday. If you're between the ages of 20 and 29, that number goes up to 2.1 hours a day that you 
waste. So why am I hammering you with all these negative statistics? I'm saying this to prove that the majority of people out there do not deserve a job in your company. So you've got, if you have high standards like a Chick-fil-A or a Starbucks, by the way, all the happy people work at Chick-fil-A and right. Quick Trip and Starbucks and yep. companies that are growing and all of the my negative. My pleasure. I, it, is, it is our pleasure to shop there, though. It is. Sincerely, they say, oh, it's my pleasure. But the happy companies, the companies that are growing have found that they need happy people. They can't run around trying to change people. A, a study that came out there by Harvard Health, this is Harvard Health Publications, found that 18% of employees surveyed have mental health issues. 18%. It may be more like 30. So the like thing, maybe that's not as I accurate. mean, that's, that's, not a, that's not a fun statistic. And I'm going to put all the statistics up there on thrivetimeshow.com. When you click on the podcast button, you can see the show notes. So here's how you do a group interview. Step number, there's seven steps. So make sure you take notes on this, okay? There's, there's seven steps. I'm going to break them down here for you. There's kind of 10 moves. Well, let's say, well, we'll, we'll call it 10 steps, okay? We'll call it 10 steps. Step number one, write a great job post. Just write the great, great job post. Two. Post the job post every day on Craigslist, Indeed, and your Facebook account. Three, respond to all job applicants, inviting them to the group interview. Four, disqualify hey, anyone who shows there. up late. Yeah, what's it up? Says, don't read their resumes and don't tell them it's a group interview format. Yeah, don't don't read the resumes. You should. What you should do is you should invest in a shredder like American Document Shredding, who's a great Thrive oh, client. Oh, great shredder. Because like me. You, if you actually were to print these emails that came in with these, uh, you know, with these resumes, yeah, and you looked at them, you you could take them and put them directly into your shredder box, and Be then Kelly and his team will come by and because take half them all right because right. half of what's being written on the the, the resume is not real, right? And Kelly can help you shred it, right? He can just literally like in front of you. So let's recap the moves. Move number one: have a, write a great job post. Step number two. Post your jobs every single week on Craigslist, Indeed, and Facebook. Forever? Yes, every week. Third, yep. respond to all job applicants inviting them to the interview. But don't read their resumes and don't tell them it's a group interview. Four, disqualify anybody who shows up late. Close Any, the door. Anybody? You're if your body is late, if their body is late, yes, if they have a late body, they don't qualify. Step number five. Disqualify anybody who looks like, smells like, or sounds like they're currently a drug addict. <laughs> this should be a no-brainer, but, you know, maybe some people are like, well, he, I know he was high, but he was so nice. He was a nice high. Well, that's why he was nice, because he was high. Hey, man, does, <laughs> what are we here for it again? Man? Step you number put six. him in the shredder. I'm <laughs> American document shredding for that guy. <laughs> Step six. Disqualify anybody who argues with you during the job interview. Step seven, have the most likable candidate shadow you for a half a day. If you like him, have him shadow you because you might not like him at the end of the shadow day. Move number eight, the Ocho. If you like them and they have shadowed you, read their resume and do a background check. So at this point, you might have to get their resume out of the shredder. Put it back together, In which man. case, you'll need that little blue key or American Document Shredding will have to come unlock it for you. Right, and if they, so. e and if they emailed you, you might be okay here. Right, now. Yeah. All right, and then the next move is you want to offer them a job. And then when you do offer them a job, don't be a bad boss. You got to train them on a daily basis. Commit them to being a to commit to being a source of inspiration for them and inspire them. You train them on a daily basis. You make sure that you inspire them, and you do it on a daily basis. That's what you do. Your con your your job your job is to be a source of wisdom for these people 
and to inspire them. If you don't do that, it's not going to work. You've, you've got to make sure that you commit. You can't just hire people and then never talk to them. You've got so many people, they'll hire a great person and provide them zero training. Well, they think training is an event. Oh. And it's a process. A process. It's like they have an event. We had training this year. It was on January the 8th and for now, an hour. move number 41 in honor of Dave Matthews' song, number 41. Don't respond to most email, social media posts, and text messages and phone calls. Don't respond to most email, social media posts, text messages, and phone calls. Uh, what? Well, Daniel Goleman is actually the, he's a clinical psychologist. He has a Ph.D., he wrote the New York Times bestselling book called Emotional Intelligence and Social Intelligence, and he wrote this. We need to recreate boundaries. When you carry a digital gadget that creates a virtual link to the office, you need to create a virtual boundary that didn't exist before. It's so important that yep. you do this. You've got to make sure, because if not, today, what's crazy is that anybody who wants to reach you can now reach you. So let me just do an example. I'm going to pick on myself for a second, okay? So this is a real, real example. Anybody who wants to reach me can now do it. There's programs where you can scan a website and find my email, or you could send me a message on social media. Now, if I responded to anybody who wanted to reach me, for the sake of this exercise, I counted it the other day, and I found that 226 people had attempted to reach me before 3.29 a.m. I had seven missed calls from the day before between 5 o'clock and 3 a.m., I had two Facebook friend requests, six Facebook messages, 27 Facebook notifications, two LinkedIn messages, 41 LinkedIn notifications, two voicemails, 14 text messages, 37 YouTube notif notifications, 31 Twitter notifications, and 226 potential interruptions. Yes. So don't allow yourself to become dumb and distracted by feeling the need to respond to everybody all the time. We're here to coach you up, not to talk down to you. We're here to help you become the best you that you can be, but we can't help you if we don't get to know you. So I encourage each and every person listening to this show today to do one of four things. One, go to thrivetimeshow.com and subscribe to the podcast. Two, go to thrivetimeshow.com and book a one-on-one -on -one business consulting session. Three, book your tickets to our next in-person workshop. Make it a December to remember by going oh, yeah. to thrivetimeshow.com. Or number four, or number four, you could go to thrivetimeshow.com and subscribe for the world's best business school, and it's just a dollar for your first month. My name is Clay Clark. I am a business coach, and you are kind of a big deal. I believe in you. I tell you, I'm telling you, you have what it takes to be successful. And as always, Steve, we like to end this thing with a boom. Without any further oh, yeah. ado, oh, yeah. three, two, one, boom. Come alive.